Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White. And it's so wonderful today to just firstly, first, wake up and be alive. And that's sort of what I celebrate on a daily basis. And hopefully you join me with that, despite the challenges and despite sometimes what seems like so many barriers or or places or steps or people or whatever it is or circumstances that we just can't get through or can't emerge successful or resilient. However, I have someone today, a very dear friend of mine, a beautiful colleague, Marty McGibbon, who really has mastered that. Given everything that she's been through, her sense of humor, her ability to to move past all of the tribulations, and we're going to tell you about it, is just not only mind-blowing, but so inspiring, and she's here to talk about it. Marty McGibbon is a nationally renowned humorous, inspirational speaker, a certified mental health professional, and an author of the national, nationally award-winning memoir, Fierce, Funny, and Female, and Never Given to Fear. She's an internationally known author and expert on trauma resolution and addiction. Marty is also an empowerment and resiliency coach. She has triumphed over adolescent sexual assault and abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, human trafficking, homelessness, domestic violence, and addiction. Through Marty's own resiliency, she shares empowered self-care strategies with us today to help you build a daily program of wellness and self-empowerment. Marty helps people facing challenges or adversity with fun ways to use mindfulness, celebration, gratitude, positive self-talk, and positive visualization to reframe their mindsets, and to discover and to build personal power and inner strength. Wow. Welcome, Marty McGibbon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Dr. Joanne White, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. I love your show, by the way. I love you, sweetheart. You are amazing. And to just look at that list of everything, I mean, (laughs) Some person would say, well, just the sexual abuse or just the human trafficking or, you know, whatever, like that would have been over the top for them, but not you. And I also told you once that when I was going through a challenging time, I wasn't able to read anything except your book. (laughs) And it's true. (laughs) So tell us, tell us a little bit about some of that 
earth-shattering history that you went through, and like how, how did you emerge into this incredible being today? Well, just you listed some of the things I've been through. So, um, gosh, I think my whole life, uh, you kind of got me off guard with that because it, I'm thinking, how long will it take to, to go through the, uh, the whole history? But you did list the things that I've overcome. Um, those things are a progression. A lot of times uh, in someone's life, you know, if there's an early uh, trauma, then <clears throat> that makes you more vulnerable for something else to happen. I, I know that now that I'm an expert in trauma resolution and, and things like that. But the main thing is, all the way through my life, all the time that all this stuff was happening, I still always felt lucky. And, you know, when I look back today from, from how things are now, and, and, and my life has been wonderful since I turned my life around 23 years ago, 1995. Um, it's been just fabulous, right? But when I look back on those other, the times before, I can recognize, and I did have help from a professional therapist to learn skills for things like that, but um, I look back now and I, and I see how I was actually having fun in between these, these terrible <laughs> I don't know if that sounds... I, I, well, I understand. No, no, no. I understand that because that's how I operate too, and I think that, that we're here to continuously <laughs> learn from whatever, yeah. even the worst incidents, and to grow and yeah. to and shift it around like you. However, I yeah. haven't and been then, through. <laughs> I mean, human trafficking well, alone. I just can you just hone in on one of those and give our audience yeah, a yeah. little bit of feel, because obviously okay. we could spend days on this and not get to yeah. to really the <laughs> everything going on. And I really encourage to read your books because you yeah. you know a lot of yeah. it is is memoirs about what you went through and how you dealt with it and how we can do do it so hone and, in and on one stories. yeah yeah my books are memoirs and they have stories as you know funny and dramatic stories there's also a message there but mostly i have had a really interesting life and, and it's been a long life you know I, i'm in, um i'm now in my 60s i'm 64 and so it's actually going to be a trilogy. So I've got the two books, and now I'll be I'll be beginning I'm beginning the the third memoir uh, that'll be about the time or there haven't you know, anyway. But um, let me let me talk quickly. The human trafficking I think was the most terrible thing it, it, among the the worst tragedies in my life, and um, I. I was vulnerable because I had uh, I had that prior uh, sexual abuse um, and sexual assault at 15, 16, 17, uh, incidents like that in my earlier life. And that was, I never reported it, it was un, untreated trauma. So those are vulnerabilities. I used um, alcohol and uh, drugs. I developed an addiction in an attempt to, to self, you know, to, to deal with the trauma. And so over the years, that that took a, a toll on me, made me more vulnerable. But at the time that I was trafficked, I was a successful stand-up comic with a Tonight Show scheduled. 
And I met a guy who was, he was basically, you know, a handsome sociopath. I mean, I didn't know he was a sociopath when I met him. I just saw a good-looking guy. Uh, Unfortunately, they uh, usually are. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it doesn't, yeah, so, (laughs) and that was the gateway. So I I went downhill really fast because this man um, was programming me. And he was a criminal and from a criminal family. And, you know, that began to unfold after I'd met him. But that caused me that my desperation to get away from him because he dragged me down so fast. I, we were living in my car. I, I was missing comedy gigs. There was all this stuff going on. And I thought if I could just get away from this guy. And there was a woman who approached me and, and said I met her from someone else, uh, from another woman I met on the beach. And she said, oh, I can help you uh, make some quick money and you can get away from this boyfriend, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Because it was a woman, I wasn't wary, Uh, although she did tell me she had an escort service. (laughs) And I I knew that was was something I wasn't going to be proud of doing, but the escort service was going to be in Japan. She said she was sending a woman every month to Japan. And so I thought, well, maybe nobody will ever know. I'll go make some quick money. And, of course, this is a crazy scheme, and that's why I told you I had the – the um, addiction, so I think that affected my judgment. But it was also just the desperation to get out of this miserable relationship, and I had so much fear and shame. I was so ashamed to ask for help from anyone. And this is what happens with a lot of people who are trafficked, whether labor or sex trafficking. Uh, Fear and shame is a big factor. So when I went, I flew to Japan. It was a one-way ticket. There were all these red flags with this woman. But, again, my desperation that I was in. And I was, yeah, I was living in my car at that point. Everything had been. So when I went and I met my contact, it was Japanese organized crime. And I was their prisoner. They kept me in an apartment, and I had to see a man every hour. And oh. it, it, it was just a nightmare. They were sadists. And, and they were, you know, they, they were, it, 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 it was just, it, it, was, it blew my mind. I, I was so, uh, I just, uh, I began to think about, just, I thought, right at first I thought, oh, I'll just start screaming and then they'll kill me and it'll be quick. <laughs> you know, that was what came to my mind. And then something happened that is really key to, it's a really good lesson. I'm so grateful that I I learned this lesson. I'm grateful for it, whether it was divine intervention, whether it was, well, I do, I have a belief in a higher power. So, but what happened was I found my courage. And adversity does that to us. You know, when we have adversity, we have the opportunity to be introduced to our stronger selves. And even if it's a challenge, you know, it's just a challenge and not an adversity. The same thing happens. You have the opportunity to find out, hey, look how strong I am. Hey, so that's what happened in this life or death situation. I had this moment where I accessed the place in your mind, you know, the place in your mind like right before you go to sleep at night when it's just uh-huh. you or, or if you believe it's just you and God or the universe, however. Well, I got to that place in my mind, and that was a place of of empowerment and uh and i thought to myself okay this is where i live i don't have control over my external 
circumstances right now, but I do have control here. This is my domain, and this is where I'm going to make my stand. And then I decide what goes on in here. And that was the defining moment for me to survive because I knew you know, that's, that I could that's... have that power. And then at that moment, and then I'll let you talk, at that moment I made myself two promises. And it was spontaneous out of this newfound courage. I just promised myself I'm going home for Christmas. And it was the beginning of November, and I just thought I'll be home for Christmas. And I hadn't seen my family in a while, and my family was going to be getting together, and I just thought that. I, so I began to visualize that, being home for Christmas, regardless of anything that was on the outside. And the other thing I did was I promised myself that I would treat the people around me with as much human, just basic human dignity as I could, could. Not for their sake, but for my sake, so I could hold on to who I am as a human being and give the, the basic human dignity that I was not being shown. And that You know, that's so beautiful and, and very profound and also touches on so many things that we need to know about ourselves because that place inside of you that you described is a place where we all can live. And to be able to yeah. access that at, at the most vulnerable moment was a beautiful thing because, like you said, Marty, it helped you through and helped you find your your inner strength and your power. And what's so amazing is, is what you just said, too, is we don't realize the extent of our powers and our ability yeah. and our strength until we go through something like that and see that, wow, and to be able to do that without malice and hatred and, and to really want to hold on to that highest vision of yourself is also a beautiful thing because oftentimes when people are going through torture or, or angry moments or somebody else's hatred or whatever, it, that stuff rises up in them. It's kind of it natural. Does. It's like, <clears throat> it back. does in all of us. Yeah, it's a natural. It's a natural. But to have Viktor Frankl... It's one of my favorite. Man's Search for Meaning is a very good book where he talks about some of those things that kept him alive in Auschwitz. <clears throat> I'm sure you're familiar. And so with it's beautiful. So you've done. Mm-hmm. You know that was one one area where somebody else might have just succumbed and oh. and just been so well. victimized by that, and which would have cast a shadow on the rest of their life, but not you, Marty, <laughs> never <Yes>. you. <laughs> well, I don't so know you and I, I know, this is a question I... that's important. <laughs> you and I know the power of humor, and you are a comedian, yes. you know, extraordinaire, wow. and you've used that also as an incredible tool, survival tool. So share with our I listeners, that because too. that could be I something use, that they yeah. can use too. Well, I, I, as best I could, I did use my sense of humor when I was in that horrible situation. I would try to just think of things in in a humorous way. It was very difficult to do, but I. <laughs> uh, but the 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 other thing um, was that uh, in surviving that experience was in that place. That's actually like the saying. There's a saying, "Be in the right." They were in the right place at the right time, 
And I had always thought of that as something physical. They were in the right city and this and that. But uh, it's being in the right place in your mind. And then if you stay in the right place in your mind, like you talked about, just being not being consumed by the negative, uh, just hanging on to some kind of um, hanging on to love or hanging on to hope or things like that, but to stay in the right place in your mind, then you can see the opportunities when they present themselves. Because there are a lot of times that are the right time. You know what I mean? But if we're not in the right place in our mind, we won't recognize the opportunities. And that's what happened to me uh, at a certain point in that, it was about two months that I was there, a little less than two months. But at a certain point in that time, there someone came in there it was actually a, a they called them customers, but someone came in there and uh, that person uh, helped me to devise an. We were able to get an escape plan, and, and I was able to be home. I was home by Christmas, and I actually made it. My family sent me money, and I I was I was with them for Christmas, and um, it was uh, visualization manifested, and so I'm grateful that for that experience. And it's strange to say, well, I was great for, some, for something horrible happening. And, it, and if I could turn back the hands of time, I w- would know how to avoid having that happen to me maybe. <laughs> but we can't redo our lives. So I'm just grateful for it because it taught me the power of visualization. And it taught me the idea that of, of what you uh, described so eloquently, you know, understanding the depth of your strength. But I don't think we have to have a disaster happen to be able to access that deep inner wellspring of strength that we all have. We can find it, I now know, we can access that just by positively just looking at ourselves and giving ourselves credit for the courage that we've shown in life. Just Sometimes it just takes courage to, to take another breath or uh, to be grateful in a situation that's a, that's a difficult situation, the things that you mentioned. And those show us that we have this, this inner strength. And we can access our inner strength in fun times, too. And, uh, you know, when things are doing great, we can find out how strong we are because we can reach out and help other people and share things with other people. It's nice to be able to access that inner strength at all at all times. Yes. And oftentimes, unfortunately, because I've experienced that too, and you and I know that, unfortunately, uh-huh. many of us sometimes have to learn that through the, challenge, challenging yeah, situations. But now we have heads up because of you <laughs> that to, we don't have yes, right. we, we don't have to do that. And something that you said that's very poignant, and that is to be able, no matter what we're doing, whether it's in good times or challenging times, to be able to see or to give ourselves credit for Mm -hmm. those little steps or for something that we've done. I don't think people do that enough. I don't think people say, wow, you know, look, I was able to do X, Y, and Z today, and that's pretty amazing. I think we we, yes, we credit ourselves more. So that that yes, technique that you're yes, talking you about is very powerful. Go ahead. 
Yes, you mentioned it at the beginning of your fabulous show. You mentioned how just just to be alive. Yeah, that's the that's the cornerstone of everything, right? And not to even take that for granted. Just to be alive. That's as we're all alive today. Everyone here. We're here because of courage. We're here because of hope. We're here because of blind luck, of divine blessing. But there are also factors that we the the baby steps that we take every day that keep us going. So yeah, just to congratulate yourself and and it, it's natural for us to be harder on ourselves than we are on other people. It just seems to be in the brain mechanism. Maybe it's a survival instinct that's in the brain or something. But there's that tendency. And so that's why self kindness is so important to be as kind to yourself as you are to other people. Because when we're being hard on ourselves, we're hard on, on the people around us. And then that, that they're going to want to leave, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what happens. So when you turn it around and, th- and think, oh, I'm doing the opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing right now, I've got to be nice to myself. And then that ripples out to other people. But trauma can cause that, uh, Dr. You know, the other thing is that that oftentimes we're brought up in, whether it's family or school or or just other people or or whatever, we're brought up and and we're criticized for whatever. And we take that into our... Right, and we probably explode it. No worries. We probably exploded it it bigger than it was how so yeah. how would you tell someone who's gone through that who really doesn't feel very powerful or very mm-hmm. strong about themselves and, and is really denigrating themselves what would you tell them as some of their first steps marty to be able to move past that into recognizing their worth their power yeah the first step is to Remember that the word, the things that that you're telling yourself, the criticism you received, the unkind words you received, the bullying, whatever it was, those things went inside your mind and inside you, and then there's a, an emotion attached to that, and it becomes, without us even realizing, it can unconsciously become a part of our story, but it's not. No one knows who you are. They they don't have the right to say. They can say those things to you, and yes, it does go in, but when you catch it um, and you can you can t- turn it around, you know, break, break down your story, deconstruct it, and realize this is who I am. They, you know, they, they have, uh, no matter what you have been told. Now, one of the things that helps with this is to use uh, mindfulness. So it doesn't have to be fancy meditation. This is what I love about mindfulness. It's just the practice of taking a few minutes out of every day to just be, not to do anything, and there are no requirements. The only thing is that you need to be um, without judging, right? So you don't have to clear your mind of thought, but you just sit and observe your thoughts, feelings, uh, sensations, observe your environment, all your senses, and just observe in the moment, 
not thinking about the past or racing ahead to the future, but just in the moment. And then while you're doing that, you're building your personal, what I call your personal uh, in-the-moment power. I mean, this is secretly what I call myself. I should have a fancier name for it for this show. (laughs) Hey, it works. You don't need a fancier name. It works. (laughs) Yeah, so you're building your power when you do that just a couple minutes a day and you start to discover your personal power and you're having you're recognizing yourself. And it doesn't have to be fancy. So the secret though is not judging. And that's a fantastic exercise to just practice the idea of not judging. Because thoughts will come in like, Oh, I'm not doing this right <laughs> you know. As soon as you start the mindfulness thing, there'll be those thoughts. I'm not doing this right. I can't do meditation. I'm not quiet and blah, blah. Those are all the judgings, right? It's a practice. It's an exercise that gets you strong to reject those judgmental thoughts. And then when those old um, things that have been etched in there by the, by the past, those, those old voice, voices inside your head that came from outside, someone else who did not know anything, who was absolutely wrong that said that thing to you that hurt you, those things can be washed away by you. It's a process. It's a slow process. It's incremental. But you really do see, start to see results really quickly. Uh, within a, a couple of months, you can, you, can, uh, you can really change the game on that kind of stuff. And just always remind yourself, if you think of something someone said that puts you down, Stop and, and, and look at that. Step back. That's another thing that mindfulness skills help you do. You can step back and look at that. And a lot of times the cruelty that came from that person toward you says more about them than it does about you. And when we absorb it just automatically, it hurts us. But if we step back and realize, oh, sometimes that, Bullies, for instance, are people who have very low self-esteem, according to research, and I agree. And they've also sometimes been victims of abuse, physical or psychological abuse themselves, and they don't know. And so then you can just sort of regard them as a wounded, someone wounded, (laughs) and then just to then return to yourself and say, okay, this is what's real. They don't you know, I I think it's so important and then you get that mindfulness. And every time you do it. Sorry, I interrupted okay. you. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's important to be able to do that. There's a Buddhist practice that when you're going through that mindfulness and those thoughts that you're describing come up, to just kind of say in your mind, thinking, thinking. So it's just like dismissing the thought as just mm-hmm. this, whatever it is. Dream yes, that through your mind, but you're not attached to it in any way. I wanted to add right. something because because I, also because I use I don't sit I put, to I, do that mindfulness. Yeah. I walk. Uh-huh. I do something. I, do I call my or walking in the morning because I can't. I I, I, I from too. some former injuries. I it's yeah. difficult for me to sit for long periods of time. Yeah. For me, I still do everything that you described, but it's mm-hmm. it's a moving mindfulness meditation, and thank it's still powerful. Because, yes, thank you for bringing that up, because 
it isn't, um, I guess I said said probably because I was just sitting right now and I was in the present moment when I was saying it. And I'm standing and walking because <laughs> I can't sit. For... That, that's what's so, well, me, I, I, I have some chronic pain issues too. And so I do it and it works very well when you're walking. A mindfulness walk is wonderful. And the, wonder, the great thing about these little power moments that you take every day is that they can be done anywhere in any setting. That's the power of it. You could be sipping your morning cup of tea or coffee and let that be your mindfulness time in your personal power building. And, or you can be walking or, or anything. Um, it just can be to take a couple of moments with that inner, inner strength, recognizing that inner strength. And then throughout the day, it's easier to see when a thought comes in, it's easier to be separated or to separate yourself, right? Beautiful, yes. I want you to talk a little bit about you as a comedian going on the world stage, making people laugh about all of this stuff. I mean, that in itself is um, you know that's different from what we're talking about. That's it is, but it's like a step beyond it. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, like tell, that, to me, that's very yeah. intriguing. I love it. But share that with our listeners, Marty, please. Yes. Well, in my newest book, Fierce, Funny, and Female, which came out last year, it, it's uh, I talk about. Um, it's, it's talk about working in the oil field and, and also then I, I went into stand-up comedy from there. Okay, but when I when I first can remember as a child, I wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> and and uh, at, a, at a point, I just let go of that. But, but then I ended up becoming a comedian later, decades later as an adult. And it was by accident. I had people saying, are you a comedian? Because... <laughs> Because I was funny, and I, that's how I deal with stress. And, and I went and tried it and, and, and so on. But uh, <laughs> a sense of humor is something that, that you develop. And um, I don't think that you have to be born with a good sense of humor. I think you can, you can um, build your sense of humor. So... Uh, it, it's looking at the world in a different way. And what's fun about humor is it's similar to mindfulness in a way that if you step back from the situation, you can find a way to find something humorous in it. But you have to step back. Or I won't say you have to step back. You get to step back. And uh, that's cool because humor, to create jokes or to create a funny way to look at something, you have to look at it. Uh, from a different angle or upside down or inside out. Uh, Comedy, this is what comedy writers, it's kind of a rule that comedy writers have. Comedy is a person in trouble. And if you look at any kind of sitcom, they'll have a problem that happens. There's the characters in trouble. The trouble escalates, and then they find their way out of it. And that's kind of the framework, right? But any joke is like that. When uh, Henny Youngman said, take my wife, Please, right? That's like the shortest one-liner ever written. And um, I don't know if I agree with that from a feminist perspective today, <laughs> but everybody knows relationships can, can sometimes be stressful, right? So that's a person in trouble, right? And he comes from that position, 
right? And the surprise is that he's saying, take my wife. And then they're thinking, oh, it's an introduction or he's talking. And then he says, please. And then you know, oh, right? So that's, I'm using that as a mini structure, right? So, so the beautiful thing about this is since comedy is a person in trouble, when you had a, an annoyance during the day or you've had a bad day, that's, oh, my gosh, you've got a gold mine for being able to laugh about it later. And sometimes the distance comes from time, right? Sometimes you need some time to pass before the thing can be funny. And sometimes um, it, it, it can be just from detaching yourself and saying, you, for instance, if you have a difficulty with uh, a customer service situation, right? a lot of us have that, you know, where maybe something on a website or something, and you have to call customer service. Are you going to call really angry and uh, <laughs> and yelling at people, or are you going to step back and go, you know what, this is funny. I, I forgot my password, then I tried to reset my password, and then my password didn't work in, and now this happened. I'm going to just call these people and say, you know what's so funny? If I had this happen... And and then just try to laugh about it. See what I'm saying? It's a it's a really yeah. You know, tool. you mentioned something for our listeners, Marty. That's really, that's really important yeah, in in terms of strategy, and that yeah. is to be yeah. able to step back. And I I it's yeah. like distancing yourself, even if it's just for a few minutes. Distancing yourself a little bit from the problem or the challenge or the the way that you're viewing something, and like you said, to have a different view, a different lens on to be able to yes. see it. And when you're removed from that, you can see even through the tragedy, the comedy. Yes. And you and I have talked about this on multiple phone conversations because I adore you yeah. and we you know it's a it's an incredibly powerful tool that like you said I use that you use that that everybody can learn but it helps like you've been talking to empower yourself so that again you're not the victim and that is so yeah. Yeah. strong and that's what you teach and really, that's who you are. Not, I mean, I don't mean that to limit you, but in terms of being no, no, able no. to and, show people yeah. that aspect of themselves. Now, what I did when I turned my life around, uh, I was 10 years an addict after being trauma of being trafficked. And I've never tried to make that trafficking funny. Don't get me wrong. There are some things that, some some tragedies you never want to try to make funny because right. it's disrespectful to it's just wrong but right uh what happens is you can find um stories you can find moments you can find things where where there can be humor in anything like that um but uh as a as a comedian what i've done um you know, on stage, uh, and, and I'm not working full-time as a comic anymore. Now I'm a humorous, motivational speaker. But it's the same thing. You're making people laugh or whatever. Uh, but a lot of it is stories, and I just put punchlines into the stories as the thing progresses. And I've had a lot of crazy experiences, and um, and the key to what I do is not to take myself too seriously. I take life seriously, maybe. You know, I take other people seriously, but I'm not taking myself too seriously in the meaning of um, 
becoming too, and if, if I ever start thinking, uh, well, I'm, you know, how dare they, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> then it starts to go bad because, not because I don't respect myself or think that I deserve respect, but when I get that entitlement, like, my credit card was declined, you know, or something like that, like, <laughs> Me? <laughs> you know, you know, and uh, uh, or, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> and then, um, or or like they took my parking space, and it's actually not my parking space, but it's the parking space that I had my eye on in the in the Trader Joe's or somewhere, and <laughs> or the Safeway, and somebody else got it. Then to go like they took my parking, you know that sort of thing. You can sit back and go, really? Was it my parking space? Does it have my name on it? And again, there's, there's that's a little bit of humor in there. But that's also, again, that's stepping back and, and not, like you yes, said, not taking back. yourself seriously. We could talk for hours. However, yes. we don't have hours. And I, and I want people to buy your books because, like oh, I yes. said, when I was going through a difficult time and couldn't read anything else, that book, and I remember calling you up and telling you that that's the only book yes. I've been able to read, <laughs> that book really helped me through that. So tell people how they could get a hold of your book, Fierce, Funny, and Female, yes. Never Give In to Fear, and when that, ne- that other book comes books. out, we'll have you on again, yes. definitely. But tell people how to reach, get a hold of you, and all that jazz. Yes. Okay. My website is martymac.com. So you can get there. It's really easy. So it's M-A-R-T-I-M-A-C.com. Just go to martymac.com and go to books, and there's a there are links. Uh, you can just follow. Plus, I've got a a YouTube channel with some fun stuff, and uh, and you can check out my website. And then you can also, uh, you can get the book on Amazon, of course. So uh, just go to Amazon, and um, you'd have to type in uh, Fierce, Funny, and Female, and that's all you're going to have to type in, and that will go straight to my my book. It's uh, The subtitle is A Journey Through Middle America, the Texas Oil Field, and Stand-Up Comedy. And it's uh, (laughs) for the book that has uh, Never Give In to Fear is my earlier book, uh, and the subtitle is Laughing All the Way Up from Rock Bottom. And that's a memoir uh, that includes the trafficking. It's a memoir of addiction and then ultimately recovery. Uh, So those uh, those are the two books. And if you want to, if you want to just get a hold of me, m a r t i m a c martymac dot com, send me a message. My contact info's on my website. I believe you'll get my phone number, my email, and everything. And I'm always uh, here for friends of Dr. Joanne White. Anything I can do for you, fine. Also, I'm happy to give away. Three copies of each of these books, um, signed copies. I don't know if you uh, want to get involved with that, Dr. Joanne, um, where you people would uh, contact you, and then I'll send you the books, or you send me the address to, how, to mail them. Uh, we can work that however you, you want to do, do that? that, but if you send me something, yeah. we can post it and, and go from sure. there so that you can get yeah. them. That would be a Christmas Okay, that would be beautiful. Or, or Marty, a, yes. um, when or do you expect... <laughs> 
Yes, we have three free books signed by this beautiful woman, inspirational speaker, motivational being, <laughs> whom I adore. <laughs> when do you think that next book is going to be done? Because I'm all ready to dive in. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at probably early 2020. I, I, it, 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 it'll take me a little while. I'm just, just starting to write it. But if it's going to be earlier, you're going to be the first one to know. I may make it shorter than my, my other books, and, and maybe I'll complete it sooner. But it, it, it's going to have, have some wonderful stories. Uh, just, it, it's just going to have some good stuff and a lot of uh, kind of self-help, feel-good, pep talk type stuff in there that uh, – <laughs> Well, in the meantime, I encourage everyone to buy these books because they also have humor and wonderful ways that you can empower yourself and feel good about who you are. Marty, you are an incredible blessing. Thanks so much for being on the show today. And happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. And thank you again, Dr. Joanne. It's just such fun to be here with you and to hear your voice. That's how I feel about you, Marty. So have a beautiful day. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. So remember what Marty talked about, the tools that you need. You already have them. And there are simple ways and yet profound ways to be able to tap in to the abilities that you have to feel stronger and more resilient about yourself and to be able to kind of distance yourself from any thoughts that aren't really serving you. So keep that in mind. And that's one of the reasons that I call this show Power Your Life because I believe with every fiber of my being that we're here to empower ourselves to help others and to serve. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to doc, doc.org. You'll find out more about upcoming shows, free posts and things that you can get a hold of and find out my beautiful books that I that I share with you and also some freebies as well and find out more about the shows. And remember, each and every day you have the ability to take a few steps, even if it's small ones, forward into empowering yourself and feeling good about you. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.